the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. Today in the studio, we have Bonnie Krupa with Advanced Canine Techniques. Welcome. Thank you, Angie. I'm so excited to be here. No problem. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, let's see here. Well, I've been in Muncie since 1997. Okay. I actually came to Muncie um, to go to grad school at Ball State. Um, okay. Some people knew that, some people didn't. I actually got my master's in student affairs administration. Okay. And then worked at Ball State in a number of different departments over the years, residence life, center for media design, and then lastly, the special education department. And loved my experiences there, but I also did dog training on the side. So, and after 20 years of doing both... I needed to pick. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we've picked dog training. Now. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So where were you before you came to Muncie? The Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Okay. That's where I'm born and raised. Went to school at Marquette. Um, we're Northern Michigan University in Marquette. Okay. So and loved it up there, but got a great scholarship opportunity to come to Ball State for grad school. Okay. And then you just stuck around. Yep. Found my, found my husband and found a job and just, just you know, made Muncie my home. Okay. Perfect. We like that. Yeah. So tell us about your family. I'm married. My husband is Joe Krupa. He's a retired um, sheriff deputy. Um, right now he does photography and teaches social media classes for public service organizations. And he is the cat dad in the house. We have nine cats. Oh, okay. So he is he is the cat dad and okay. I would be the dog mom. Okay. So. Perfect. <laughs> I knew you had the dogs i didn't know about the cats yeah, so. yeah we have we have more more cats than dogs okay well there you go <laughs> so tell me about deciding to branch out and do dog training i mean i grew up on a farm so okay. when, in michigan i grew up on a farm so i've always we worked with farm animals you know sheep pigs horse not horses cows um livestock so i did 4-h did ffa was always active in those organizations we had dogs and cats on the farm but not you know, we didn't train them when you, right. you know, when we grew up, that was just not something that you did. We just, they're, they were, they were your farm dogs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but when Joe and I got our first house, we got a dog from ARF and took it through PetSmart, did my puppy classes. They offered little puppy socials at the time, did basic manners, did advanced manners, um, and was pretty persistent, followed the trainer's advice. And really my dog progressed fantastic. She was a puppy I got from ARF at the time. So in the class, I would often give other owners suggestions or advice. And the trainer was appreciative of that. And then when the classes ended, she asked if I wanted to come and work with her at Happy Clean and Smart that mm-hmm. they were starting. So, so I did that while I was also working at Ball State. And then I think that's when my love of training really began. I mean, I'm I'm patient. I've always been patient, which is a key that you need to have, mm-hmm. but you need to be able to relate to people too. Sometimes you need to encourage them. Sometimes you need to give them a kick in the butt mm-hmm. to be like, okay, you need to stop doing that. You need to do this instead. But you just need to relate to people and you just need to relate to the dogs, I think most importantly. So, you know, I just, I think I've just had a flair for that and just, it just makes my heart happy. Okay. All right. So you decided to 
pick one or the other, yep. education or dogs, and you chose dogs. So yep. how long have you been doing that like full-time? Full-time, I've been doing it since 2019 is when I left Ball State. You know, I Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I did leave Ball State for three years and managed Happy, Clean, and Smart full-time. Okay. And then started my training business in 2011, did that for about six months. But then, you know, when you start your own business, you really need to have enough capital to make it go. So I ended up going back to Ball State for a couple more years just to kind of really get my name out there and do training on the side. And then mm-hmm. in 2019, it was time to just branch out and do that full time. So okay. and that's worked out fabulously. Perfect. All right. So what kind of things do you cover in your training? I mean, mostly pet manners, like mm-hmm. just we want dogs to have good obedience skills, but household manners. Like I want people to be able to have friends and family over and not have your dog jumping on them or Mm -hmm. begging for food and things like that. And then working with like some problem behaviors too. Like if they're, if they have separation anxiety, if they're resource guarding, if they're excessive barking, barking or things like, you know, just nuisance behaviors that we want to cover too. So, you know, I, I love working with puppies and adolescent dogs. I mean, senior dogs, you can work with as well. You know, it's just more of an owner investment in the time because just like people, the longer that you engage in a habit, good or bad, the longer it takes to break the mm-hmm. habit. So sometimes it just training pays off, but you just need to persevere. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you do like therapy dogs and stuff too? I do. Yep. So, so pet dog training is probably, you know, the biggest thing, but then I do, um, I've had therapy dogs since I've had dogs. I mean, all, not all, but the majority of my dogs have been therapy dogs. I've taken them to schools, libraries, nursing homes. Um, so I do the training for that and I am an evaluator for therapy dog international. So once people, people have completed, they don't have to go through training to do that, but they have to be evaluated and the dogs have to have a good temperament, have to have good obedience commands, and then they can take their dogs to different locations to volunteer with them in the community. Oh, that's so, cool. Yep. I like that. I always liked it like when Ball State, they bring on like puppies during like finals week and stuff like that for yep. like snuggles and play and all that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Even if I, I do, um, free pack walks for really anybody in the community. Most of my clients are the ones that come because they're the ones that hear about it in my newsletters or Facebook pages. But um, anytime we walk through campus, we always get students. Oh, I miss my dog. Oh, can I pet your dog? You know, and you know, sometimes, sometimes it brings on some happy tears. Sometimes they're just so homesick that, you know, they're petting a dog and they burst into tears. And then we usually have tissues that we can try to help them with. And we're like, we can come back next week if you want to pet the dogs again. (laughs) But the students love it. I mean, even the kids in schools that have struggles reading or like don't want to talk to the teachers or the counselors, if we bring a dog in and we just kind of ignore them, they will often pet the dog and just kind of basically share with the dog what their struggles are so that with the, you know, counselors, teachers can overhear, but not be involved right away too. So there's so much, and even the nursing homes, I mean, any place you take a therapy dog, there's so much reward that comes with that. I mean, I, I benefit from that probably as much as the dogs do. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I think that's really cool. What do you like to do for fun? Fun? I know. What's that? (laughs) Watch movies. I'm a big Hallmark movie fan. I do like some mysteries. I think just being outdoors too, like just having fun with my dogs. I mean, even that is sometimes my dogs get neglected. They're like the cobbler's children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just taking them for a hike in the the woods or taking them someplace and just having some fun with them is enjoyable too. And then just even going out for dinner with my husband. Like, you know, a lot of times I teach classes most evenings and then unless we go out for breakfast or lunch, you know, we don't often see each other a lot during the day. So sometimes just spending quality time with him. I think just really catching up with family and friends, going out for lunch, going out for dinner, just kind of just visiting with people is, is nice too. Awesome. 
So how did you get started? With training. So when I went to Happy Clean and Smart, the owner at the time sent both of us to New York to a dog training school. So we were up there for a bit. We were each assigned. Um, I went with um, Laura Brown, who was the manager at the time and was the trainer at PetSmart that I studied under. And then we were both assigned shelter dogs. So then we had that shelter dog for the whole week. They give us a big curriculum. They kind of basically teach us how to teach classes, how to teach dogs. In in you know, we had shelter dogs, so they come with baggage. So mm-hmm. we're working on commands with them. We're working on any issues that we have to overcome with them. And then in order to graduate, basically, your dog has to be able to perform all of these tasks for the class, you know, and then you have to be able to describe, you know, every student was given a certain thing that they had to demonstrate for everybody too. So that's kind of how... I got my start. And then from there, you know, just like any other field, professional development is out there too. So there's conferences and workshops and seminars. So, you know, I try to attend as much locally as I can, even with within like a three or four hour driving distance. You know, I've I've met with some of really amazing trainers and mentors over the years that have been really helpful and just learning different techniques, different skills, different things that we can try with certain dogs. And just I think just like with owners too, like sometimes I'll teach a class and I'll tell all of the owners, you're not going to agree with everything I say in class. And that and that's normal. That's that's typical. Don't be, you know, worried that you're not doing everything perfectly. But even if you take, you know, a couple of things of what I say in class and that helps you have a better relationship with your dog, that's important. So like even going to listen to podcasts or going to a training seminar or listening to somebody that maybe a lot of people don't like or don't like methods or don't like philosophies, you know, but sometimes they'll, they'll say one phrase, they'll say one word, they'll do one exercise. And you're just like, that's brilliant. You know, so it's like, okay, I'm going to file that away. And there may be one random dog that I want to use that with. So I think just being open minded and trying different things really helps. Okay. So what's something you wish you had known when you were first starting out, either in training or life or business or whatever? I think (laughs) creating better boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I think a lot of us that are in a helping profession have a hard time saying no to people. Um, And it's true regardless too, but just, you know, and everybody will say this too, you need to develop a good work-life balance, you know, Mm -hmm. and then trying to define what that is for every person is different too. But I think just figuring out how to take a day off or just trying to figure out how to get everything in or just, you know, managing time effectively with everyone too. But yeah, I think, yeah, setting, setting better boundaries. I think if I would have, you know, I see some people do it and I'm just kind of like, oh, that was really smart, you know, because, you know, I, it's hard to go back after yeah. you've been so flexible to be like, okay, I'm going to set strict hours now I'm going to do this or that. And yeah, that, that doesn't really work very well. So yeah, it's yeah, harder, so. it's harder to undo that. Just yeah. like with training dogs, it's exactly. harder to undo a habit than create a new one. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, if I, yeah, setting better boundaries from the start would be, a, would be advice I'd give to somebody starting out. Perfect. What's your favorite band or artist? Oh, I don't know if I could pick just one. I mean, I love country music. That's probably definitely okay. my favorite. Okay. But in terms of a favorite song or favorite artist, I, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could really give you one. That's all right. So <laughs> I do laugh though, because sometimes coming home at night after class, if I'm tired, the radio's like cranked up, you know, and I either have the heat or the air conditioning on, you know, depending on the temperature outside. And then I get in the truck the next morning, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I need to tone it down a little bit at you know seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like I don't need to be that jamming that much first thing in the morning. But but yeah, I mean, and I I listen to comedy in the truck too. Like sometimes just things to just de stress and just laugh too. So okay, are you an early bird or a night owl? Honestly, both. Probably more of an early bird. Like if I can get up in the morning, 
I love to be physically active. So once I get up in the morning, you know, that's when I can get cleaning done. That's when I can get dog training done. That's when I can go and I can just like, if I have a to-do list, morning is the best time to do that. Once, okay. you know, once I get home in the evening, once I sit in my recliner, I'm done for. Like yeah. it is just. <laughs> it is over. <laughs> yep. Lights out. So I, yeah, I need to make the most of the morning. Okay. What's your favorite book? I mean, I love reading dog training books, but murder mysteries, romance novels, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I would have, say I would have a favorite artist. You know, I don't read as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was younger, I, I I would read ravenously. I would be one that would be in the bed, under the covers with the flashlight on, reading until I was yelled at to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I all different kinds of things, even biographies and autobiographies, interesting reads. Okay, so. cool. Have you ever met anyone famous? A few people, but their names are totally going to escape me right now. So <laughs> that's okay. But um. But yeah, I mean, there's been a few people that I've that I've met that you know, some sometimes it's kind of like, oh my goodness, I'm in the presence of so and so. But yeah, either getting your picture taken or just just even just being in the same room with them is, yeah. is fun too. That's but fun. Yeah, that's all right. What's your guilty pleasure? I love watching cop shows on TV, which is really funny given that Joe was a retired deputy. But <laughs> like The Rookie, well, even like fire shows too, like Station 19 oh, or Chicago yeah. Fire, mm-hmm. um, like any of those Blue Bloods is probably one of my favorite shows. I also really have started binging Heartland. Okay. Like that I'm really in, involved in too. So I love the Hallmark Channel. I love Up TV. Those would probably both be guilty pleasures for sure. So okay. if I have time, I mean, I, I, I binge watch until I fall asleep, basically. <laughs> I, I know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? The Sound of Music. Okay. That would me and my mom, we watched that when we were younger. Every year that came on and we would watch that every year and then definitely my favorite movie. Okay. What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know. I would probably probably cleaning and organizing. Okay. Although you, I mean, it will be. I'm I'm in this I'm in the purge mode right now in my house, so by January 2024 it will look much different than it does right now. But I love to clean. I don't know. I kind of know a little bit about a lot of stuff. I don't know if what I, else would I, I would say I would be good at necessarily. That's good to know, to have a wide knowledge of lots of different yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played, I mean, let's see. I play the guitar and the trumpet. Oh, so see? Some that was people, your hidden talents. Yeah, may not necessarily know that. Um, and I am a ham radio operator too. Okay, so see. some people <laughs> may not know that either. I, I went, but again, I dabble. Like I'm a technician. Right. I don't have any desire to go any further in my knowledge. My husband's like a the highest that he can be like, you know, he, he loves getting on the radio. I mean, I had to, I had to study hard for my technician exam because it was very, I don't know, there was lots of stuff involved in that. That was not, my brain did not think like that. So I really had to work for that oh. one. So there's like tests and things oh, yeah. you have to take. Okay. Yeah. Cause you, you have can't to like, just like get on the radio nope. and just do whatever you oh, want. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not like a CBA. You actually have to like know bandwidth and you have to know when you can get on and what, yeah, what you can do. And there's different protocols for getting interrupting conversations during emergencies and stuff like that. So oh. yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I did not, yeah. <laughs> did not know any of that. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? And I would probably say new versus old. Okay. Um, but yeah, I do like both, but I'd, I'd pick Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. I thought you might. But... Yeah. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Probably <laughs> the the laugh one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Usually because I'm always sending people information about their dog's potty habits. Uh-huh. So, and usually it involves laughing after the fact. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Traveling more out west. Okay. I've never been to Montana. I've never been to Wyoming. So def- traveling out west. I know hopefully next summer. I've never been to Las Vegas. That, that's on my oh, bucket okay. list. We do want to go there. Not so much for like the gambling, but really the National Finals Rodeo is oh, out there. okay. Yeah. So Joe's 
really gotten involved in rodeo in the last year. So and as a consequence, I've gotten involved in rodeo in the last year because <laughs> you have to be supportive. Yeah. So I think next December, we're going to go to Las Vegas to the NFR. Oh, that's fun. And then at some point, we want to go out to some of the big rodeos out west, too. Okay. So, yeah. Well, in Vegas in December is a good time to go because it's it? not blazing hot. <laughs> that Yeah, I would I would, I would enjoy that a little bit more. I'm, I'm not, I mean, if I had to pick hot or cold, I would pick cold every time. Like, I'm not a hot weather summer fan. So I, Yeah, well, don't don't go to Vegas in like August <laughs> then because you're going to be out of luck. Yeah, yeah, that, that would not bear well for me. Yep. How do you maintain a positive attitude? I think I just look at everything that I'm, grateful for like there are some days where I mean life is just sucky but a lot of times it's like there's so many people that have it worse off and it's like I have a good job I love my clients I love my animals I wake up every morning and I'm just grateful for everybody that I can help and everybody that I've you know worked with that's mentored me or that I've even mentored along the way too so I think just just looking at what I can do to make that day a better day or what I could do for, you know, somebody else to make them have a better day, even if it's just holding a door for somebody like that usually gets me through the day. What does success mean to you? I think just being happy in what you're doing and seeing people thrive based on your knowledge or instruction. Like I love the aha moments with clients. Like they're working and they're working and they're frustrated and they're not getting it. And then all of a sudden the dog gets it and they're just kind of like, oh my God, I did it. Like, I mean, it's just that success of they're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I actually, I, I trained my dog to do this. Whether it's a obedience competition, whether it's earning their canine good citizen or becoming a therapy dog, but it's just something that they did as a team together. So just, just watching people develop those, I think, relationships with their dogs, especially if they started off rough, like they adopted one that was really, I mean, I see a lot of dogs over the course of the year and some dogs are fairly easy I mean owners get a dog and I'm like oh you got a unicorn I'm like you know <laughs> really good chill you know and then sometimes they I meet other clients and I'm just kind of like you would have struggled without a trainer whether it's me or somebody else but I mean you would have needed guidance like this even for me I'm looking at the dog and I'm just kind of like I'm glad he has you for an owner because you're dedicated to search out what he needs to help them be more successful. But, you know, you you have your work cut out for you. Mm -hmm. So some of them are definitely more challenging than others. Okay. I would just say, I mean, just in terms of, I mean, thinking about a lot of times I equate dog training to parenting, even though I don't have children, I've just got lots of pets. But, you know, they need patience, they need love, but they also need structure and rules and discipline. And I think people here, even with kids, they hear discipline and they're just kind of like, oh, I don't want to be mean. I don't want my kid to not like me. Um, but it's kind of like they actually appreciate that structure and discipline and routine more so than you might realize. And, you know, I think down the road, even though when they're angry teenagers and puppies go through the teenage phase too, owners are kind of like, I, I think your advice kind of sucks right now. And I'm like, trust me, it will pay off. I guarantee it. And then a couple of years later, they're just kind of like, that was the best thing I could have done was just stick to my guns and not be their best friend, but be their parent or be their owner and provide what they need. And then it really always comes to fruition. So I think just trusting your gut and just, you know, doing what you know needs to be done for your dog and not do it based on how you feel, but on what, what they need versus what you need, I think is just good takeaway advice for all dog owners. Perfect. Love it. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. This was on my bucket list too. So thank you so much oh, for inviting good. me. I'm Glad. super happy that I was able to come and yeah, chat with you for a little bit today. Excellent. Glad we got to check that off the list. I know. Then. One, one, one more thing. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Thank you. The holidays are upon us, and it's the end of the year. So, here are some best of clips from Matt and Angie on the Gone Boss podcast. Enjoy. So, I have a love-hate relationship with social media as a as a general rule, and <laughs> which is funny because like part of our job is being on social media. <laughs> but one thing I'm always looking at are uh, these these reels, TikToks, and what else? Just stories right. on Facebook, and just basically little segments of video. Right. And how they either are selling a product or not selling a product. And my observation is they don't do a good job at selling me, but podcasts still do. Yes. I am a sucker. If it's mentioned, I've calmed down a little bit now, but it used to be. If it was mentioned on a podcast, I would try it. I would try it. I would buy it. I'd try it, whatever. And I feel like it's probably because in podcasts, especially like conversational podcasts, not Mm -hmm. like scripted or whatever, but conversational podcast you're listening to it you feel like you're talk like you're listening to friends talking and they kind of call that a parasocial relationship yeah so like you don't know these people right but like you're listening to my favorite murder and they're talking about whatever product or whatever and they're in my ear and they're in my ear holes and they're talking to me and i feel like they're my friends because they're talking about their lives and whatever and all of that and so well, I've used this mattress or whatever, and I really like the way it, you know, I sleep on it or whatever. So they're talking to me like I'm a friend, sort of, but not, they're not my friend. They don't know me. I don't know them. I think the same thing works in radio where, you know, the announcer, the person you trust, you're listening to, they're doing their show, they're making jokes, and all, all of a sudden they, they go into an advertisement. Right. And that's, st- again, that parasocial relationship. We feel like we know them. Now, I haven't been influenced by reels, TikToks, and things. Like I said, what about you, though? I have been. Not to a degree as podcast, but I have been. But it's been more on TikTok. Yeah. And not just like, you know, you're scrolling through and it's like, this is available on the TikTok shop. Because TikTok is trying to be like a TikTok shop or something. Yeah. There's I like, didn't even know there was a TikTok shop. A TikTok. I mean, I got to give it to him. That's a good name. I <laughs> I applaud that. I like it. Um, so they're trying to make Those everything. Chinese. They're so I know. Good. They're, they're catchy. <laughs> it's snappy. But so they're trying to make everything in the TikTok shop or whatever. And so like I always scroll through those if it's just like, you know, some random person like, oh, I really like this, whatever. But how I have been influenced, and I think this is how it works better on like TikTok and Reels and stuff like that, is if you already, if you're a, an influencer, a person on TikTok that yeah. I follow, like I follow Jen Hamilton. Okay. We don't talk- know who she is. I know. We- I talked about it on a podcast. She's a nurse. I talked about it with Holly Jones. I okay. Think. Anyway, she's a famous labor and delivery nurse, and she talks about all kinds of different things. But she, when she talks about things, she only talks about it if she likes them and uses them. So I have been influenced by her Ohora nail stickers, which, spoiler alert, did not work out as well for me as they do for her. So I don't know. But so I did buy those. And then she's talking about these Judy Blue jeans that I... Judy Blue. Judy Blue. And they're for ladies with chonky booties like some of us. And they're supposed to be awesome and wonderful and made of like fabulous wonderfulness. I have not bought them yet. But I do... But you're thinking about it. But I'm thinking about it. And I've been influenced by her. So maybe I'm totally wrong. Like people are being influenced. I think But is it influencers like giving their personal 
recommendation, like you should try this. Yes, I think that. that kind of thing. If it's like a personal endorsement, just like on podcasts and stuff like that. If it's an influencer who I are, a, you know, or a content creator who I already follow, who I already feel like I have a relationship with, even though it's like not, it's a parasocial relationship. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Jen Hamilton is telling me, hey, these jeans are great. You should try them. As opposed to just some random person as I'm scrolling, like, oh, these jeans are great. You should try them. But it's somebody who I feel like I already have a relationship with. Okay. And I am probably absorbing media different than you, meaning I am just scrolling and getting the little movie clips or yeah, you the watch, funny videos. Or <laughs> you watch TV on, on Facebook. I don't understand how you do that. I know. <laughs> so Facebook watch or whatever. I never yeah. do that. They have ever. little condensed episodes of like, uh, what was that lawyer show you used to watch? You oh, used to the sit good there girl, for an hour. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I watch that in uh, basically. 30 second chunks? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like within five minutes, I get the entire episode because they speed up the. Video, the sound, and everything is like, uh, I get the gist of it. You know what I did to find out just recently that on TikTok, you can hold on to the push down on the left side of the video. Yeah. And it'll, it speeds it up by like two times. So if you like want to listen to somebody, but not like they're Want to really listen Right. To you can just go and it like talking to I've done this speed. on Audible because I consume most of my books via sound yes that's okay <laughs> but they have that option as well where you can speed it up and i enjoy that especially if you have a, um, a slow talker a slow narrator and it, i do that on my podcast good. i listen to everything at one and a half speed all right so i don't think we solved anything we with social media reels tiktoks or anything like that but it was a fun conversation yeah and i just think it just depends on the the media and what you're consuming and how you consume it and just because things work today tomorrow it'll change so it doesn't matter that is true Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We're brought to you today by our sponsor, Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing on McGalliard in Muncie. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.